Welcome to Unorthodox Perspectives with your host, Luke Burrows. I think like your mission, your vision, your purpose, your passion, it's all, it's all interlinked. And Leroy Mabonga. Discipline is the first step to control. All right, guys, welcome back to episode six of Unorthodox Perspectives. And uh, just me at the moment, guys, Leroy will be joining us in about hopefully 10 minutes or so. He's just got a few things to finish up. We'll have my guest, uh, Karen Hawkins here. Karen, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, just real quick, it, it don't don't even sweat it. Everybody does it. It's uh, it's Quran. It's it, uh, Quran. And think of it. Think think of like the book, right? Like the Quran. Okay. I uh, yeah. I so I was actually beforehand Googled. How do you pronounce your name? Your name. Um, and then it was like like different. Like so, there was like the American, and then it was like English, and then anyway, anyway. So I do uh, apologize. Um, all good. All good. Um, I am bad with names, but you know, it's, it's great to have you here. For those who don't know who you are, if you kind of dive a little bit into who you are, what you do, and then yeah, we'll dive into um, the conversation and a little bit about your story, and just have a conversation around. Um, work as i know that you you know you're in the health and fitness kind of space uh conversation mm -hmm. around that yeah sure so uh again thank you for having me on the show i really appreciate it not too long ago uh you were on my show uh i want to say it was actually a while ago it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was it was but um yeah so my name is Karan hawkins i go by coach chronic on all social medias um and you know i'm a online coach i specialize in biomechanical efficiency and uh you could say postural restoration, depending on what the person wants to do. Uh, most people who come to us, uh, fluidity I'm speaking of, are either in pain or, you know, they, they want to move better, they want to live better, they want better posture, you know, stuff like that. So it's all dependent upon what the client wants, but our system is centered around improving how the body moves and then, mm. you know, making that movement residual so that you don't have to eventually think about it. But that's like way, way down the line. Uh, I'm actually, I'm on that way myself, but um, I'm from New York City, born and raised in Queens. Um, right now, I'm in Pittsburgh. I've been here for five years. Uh, I was working a corporate job in uh, New York City after I graduated from Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, but I realized that the corporate life wasn't for me, so I applied to my master's degree in health and physical activity, kind of like an exercise physiology, public health uh, hybrid um, with, you know, pieces from each. And I got in and awesome. I quit my job and I, you know, pursued my dream of originally was becoming the uh, next Sean T who created the Insanity T25, hip hop ads, all that stuff. But it's evolved into something bigger than that. And my goal now is to just change the space of fitness and wellness and how people look at training, how people look at movement and, you know, all the things that are in between that, because there's a lot more complexities than just, you know, throwing a bar over your head or, you know, squatting, uh, ass to grass, if you will, there's a lot of different things that go into training. And I'm trying to open people's eyes to those things that I've discovered along my journey. And obviously with my clients, awesome. that's a bit about me and my story. Um, cool. So, I do want to ask you, like, how quickly uh, did you realize that corporate America wasn't for you? And then I want to come back to the posture thing for, for personal reasons, because my posture apparently is awful. Um, so I want to talk to you about that. But let's kind of go back to the corporate America thing. How quickly did you yeah, realize that? It took about a month. 
Uh, I, you know, I, I won't say that I was, you know, super poor, but, um, you know, we, we didn't have much, but we, we had enough to get by, obviously. I never had to worry about anything financially, but, you know, growing up and maturing and kind of picking up on things I knew, I know now that our mom was struggling, but just kind of never let me feel it or see it. Mm. So um, shout out to her. And for the first time in my life, I was, you know, economically and financially independent. So I can kind of do whatever I want from that perspective. And that wore off in a month. The bliss of having, mm-hmm. you know, money wore off in a month when I realized that I was very unfulfilled with what I was doing. Wow. So um, with that unfulfillment mm-hmm. came the need for something greater, some, some, something more than mm-hmm. what I was doing and what I was experiencing. So that's when I, you know, reached out to um, first, I forgot to mention this, the sports medicine program I applied to at the University of Pittsburgh. And I got denied in a week. And then, you know, the, I called the dean and I said, you know, what do I have to do to get in? And she's like, you just don't have the requirements. You know, there's so many classes and things you need to know. So she pointed me into the uh, health and physical activity program in the School of Education. And that's kind of when I started making the transition. But um, I knew from a month in that corporate America wasn't for me. And then how long did it take you to then kind of get out of that? I decided to at least give it a year. Um, right. partly was to make sure that I was sure about how I felt. Um, another reason was for my resume, you know, kind of giving myself a back door, things don't work out. I can at least point to a year of experience in cybersecurity, which would help if I needed to get another job. But ever since I quit, I never even, you know, gave myself the option to, uh, you know, find another gig. It was like, all right, this is it. I got to figure this shit out. Because when you said like a month, I was like, oh shit, like real quickly. Like, so for me, it was, just pro- you know, probably like a year. I was like, realized it, but it was like over time. So like gradually, like just going through the, that kind of like same process, you know, like waking up, work at nine, you know, and then just like being there and just like hating what I was doing. And then just over time, just like that building up, um, so for you, you know, you realized that pretty quickly and then started to take actions to kind of get out of there ultimately. Right, right. I mean, it it definitely got worse, as you said, um, mm-hmm. over the months, got way worse. But, uh, you know, I just kind of stuck with it and I um, saved a bit of money so I'd have something to uh, work with when I went back to school. Um, but, you know, ultimately I, I knew that I was not made to sit at a desk and, you know, work on a computer the rest of my life so yeah it wasn't happening awesome um and uh that with kind of fitness and movement and that like there's more to it um so if we kind of dive a bit more in into that um kind of what did you kind of mean by that and uh, that our kind of listeners and that need need like need to be aware of ultimately yeah so when it comes to movement, it, there's so much in, intricacy that people neglect. So mm. you, know, you, you go to a bar and, and pick it up, like a, you know, you're doing a deadlift or you're doing a squat or something like that. There's so many pieces that are moving and there's so many things that, are, that need to be in place to do that movement efficiently. So the efficiency scale is the force production in relation to where the load of that force is distributed. So you know, force production would be, you know, you're squatting and then you're standing up like you're how much force can you produce to move that weight? If it's enough, you can move it. If it's not, you're going to, you know, obviously going to fall. And when you're producing that force, 
we want to make sure that that force is distributed amongst as many places as possible so that it's you're not overloading one space. So right. we essentially want to make sure that one space of your body, one you know, joints, muscles, whatever, connective tissues aren't doing too much and some aren't doing too little. But we find that a lot of us have places that are doing way too much. And they'll do it because your body's going to adapt to it. But it doesn't mean just because you adapt, that means that it's it's fine. Everything's okay. Because uh, your body has one job in terms of your, your nervous system. It, it's meant to survive. So mm. survivability is the number one, you know, biological imperative we have. Um, it's obviously so we can reproduce and, you know, create bloodlines and generations and continue on um, your legacy, if you will. Now, when you're just walking, gait analysis or how we walk or run as bipedal organisms is very, very important. I think gait is one of the easiest ways or how we walk again, how we run. It's one of the easiest ways for us to see what compensations lie uh, within our body, how you know we're stepping, how we're kicking off, how we're holding our shoulders, et cetera. Um, and all this is residual. We would never want someone to try and posture and do it. We wanna just watch them walk like to the store or how they look when they're having a conversation with their friends or, you know, sitting down doing work or, you know, whatever. We don't want them to be aware that we're watching because when you have awareness that someone's watching, you're going to like try and, you know, change things. And just because you can actively change your posture at the moment doesn't mean that, you know, your actual posture, residual posture is what it is when you're not paying attention. And that's often the best scope we have to uh, see what exactly is going on um you know if when you walk your ankle collapses or your knee collapses or your left shoulder is higher than your right or your neck is forward like these are things that show us inefficiencies it shows us that something isn't doing its job right something is just not well prepared to do its job so with mobility we look at that scope and we start to piece together what parts of your body need to work better and the main thing we need first is stability at the middle. So, you, you know, you see people rib flare where their ribs are popping out of their stomach when they put things over their head or when they're benching or even squatting. Sometimes you see um, people's knees collapse. You see their heads go forward. You know, you see their spines get flat. We've heard flat back 20 billion times. Um, all these things are they're, they're a show of dependency mm. and dependency specifically in the low back. So what we want to do first is get you out of your low back. The best way we can do that is to establish stability or prevent movement of the lower back by increasing your core stability. So core stability in this sense is going to be uh, your trunk. So basically your torso. We want to make sure that your rib cage, which is here, and your pelvis, which is under it, are lined up. So oftentimes the rib cage looks like this where it's pushed forward. That's the bottom of the rib cage is mm-hmm. flared out. And the pelvis is the other way. So you have here and here. You've, you Have you heard of anterior pelvic tilt? No. Basically, where your pelvis is tilted this way and your lower back has a huge arch mm-hmm. in the back of it, that's, that, that's APT. So APT, again, anterior pelvic tilt. We have this tilt here. And then the rib cage is going to go the opposite way, posterior pelvic tilt, because they're going to balance each other out. Either they're lined up and balanced or they're opposite and balanced. And... Um, we're trying to reestablish that realignment through mm. the breath. So the breath mm-hmm. is going to be one of the most important things 
learning how to breathe, learning how to engage your diaphragm and your transverse abdominis, which are you know, your deep core muscles that you can't touch with crunches and rotating and throwing balls and all that. You have to blow and breathe and exhale harder and harder and harder over time to create that lineup and pull everything tighter. It's basically, to put things simply, when you don't have core stability, you're basically an open Coke can. You can be crushed, you know, easily. Mm. But when you have core stability, you're a closed, pressurized Coke can that cannot be crushed. You, you'd have to exert over yeah. 500 kilos, um, kilograms of force to even start to move that Coke can when it's closed. So we're trying to build that in the body, essentially. So that's sort of an overarching uh, concept of flowability and, you know, what I mean when people don't look at the details because uh, mm-hmm. no one has that. No one has yeah. that. You, you look all over social media, you're going to see flat backs. You're going to be, you're going to see big waists. You're going to see low backs that are dumping like this. People are sitting and squatting into their sacrums or their tailbones and it's just destroying people's spines. Yeah. So, um, I, so, so when we kind of was booking the, the podcast and that, um, I remember you uh, in, in kind of the topic section, obviously talking about, you know, where it says what topics you want to talk about. And you mentioned obviously posture and that. And obviously with, with the theme of the show and orthodox perspectives, you were saying like, that's very unorthodox, right? Um, so kind of the question then is, why is it unorthodox? You know, if, it, if this kind of is going to help people to realign, you know, that call um, and then probably have greater benefits you know with you know their quality of life like you're more obviously totally more in this space than i am are, P- are other pts or are other people in the space teaching and sharing something different what is it that's that's making this kind of out there and unorthodox than that yeah i mean if you go to my instagram and you just kind of look at what i'm doing you'd be, yeah. most people are like the hell's going on you know what i mean <laughs> We, uh, one of our foundational movements is sitting. Like people mm-hmm. demonize sitting all the time and we sit a lot, but it's how we're doing it that makes it different. How we're, we're looking at right. sitting and how we're looking at um, training the hips and training the core. No one does it like we do. And that's why it's unorthodox. You, there's like four or five people in the world that know um, how to do what we do at a very deep level. And you know, I'm, I'm one of them, but I barely know. I know maybe 20% of the system. Um, but I'm working on obviously, um, learning more and training more myself, um, just so I can continue to help people and spread the word and all that. But the main reason is unorthodox man is because most people come to our page and say, what are y'all doing? Like, are y'all even mm-hmm. doing anything? Are, are you even training? Like, why are you sitting? Why, 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 why are you just hinging? Where's the weights? That's what yeah. a lot of people ask. Yeah. Like, where's the weights? Where's the weights? And I've made changes to my body that are unprecedented. Um, without touching a single weight. I, I haven't lifted a weight in like eight months. Haven't touched one. Haven't touched a, a weight, a kettlebell, none of that. And my body is, it looks completely different. It's its like, its like you don't even know how it's possible. I don't know. I didn't know how it was possible for a while. Um, yeah. You know, anybody can go on my Instagram and just look and just yeah. watch me move and watch my hamstrings, watch my, my upper back, watch my core, watch my waist, like, all these things are changing um, every day, every week, and um, people don't know how to do it. And, you know, obviously they ask questions and things like that, but, you know, we can only answer so much. 
because you have to immerse yourself into the system to really understand it. Um, and we're not saying that, you know, um, other systems are bad or, or good or whatever. We're just saying that for health and for postural restoration and realignment, this is the way to do it. And, and how did you like, start to come across like now what you teach and was you a bit skeptical when you first started it i'm kind of interested in, in that and then obviously you immersed yourself into it and now help people to, to do the same yeah yeah so i mean i definitely have my doubts um the first time that i learned about flowability was inviting the creator his name is jordan etner at flowability on instagram subtle plug he um he came on my show and uh the chronic lifestyle the one that you were on and i interviewed him about it and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I believe all these things to be true. At the time, I was practicing FRC and um, joint rotation and understanding capacity of the joints at a very uh, specific and like piece by piece level. And he kind of shattered all that and said, like, none of that shit matters. He painted the picture for me so well. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just try it. Mm. Let's just see what happens. Um, and I tried to do both systems. I tried to keep lifting. I tried to do all these things. And I was seeing results for sure. Um, but then I did an experiment. I said, for a month, I'm not going to do anything but flability. You know, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. I'm going to show him that I can still lift. I can still do all these things. And in a month, my results just skyrocketed crazy. I was seeing crazy changes and I was like, oh shit, maybe there is something to this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't encourage people to jump into it and just like cut everything out originally or initially, I should say. We encourage people to take their time with uh, immersing themselves in the system. And if they can just do flowability, bro, their results are going to be insane. But we also understand that people, you know, have things they like to do. People like to run, like to lift, like to do, you know, whatever they're doing. So, you know, we don't say that that stuff is bad. We don't say this is that. We just let them do their thing. And when they're ready and if they're ready, um, they'll come through and they'll just do flow but you know we encourage people to do whatever they want while they're doing flow just make sure flow is uh dominant so i definitely have my doubts at first however just through my own experimentation with myself and my clients big changes and i've, I've never looked back since i'm definitely going to look into this for my for myself so i kind of have posture problems um with like my shoulders and my neck uh at times i could kind of you know, I think mostly, so I'm quite, spend quite a lot of time like editing videos and everything. Um, so right. I'm definitely gonna like look into it for myself, you know? So that's why I was kind of curious. And I think, you know, it'd be real valuable for our listeners as well to start to bring like awareness to, to these things that are actually gonna help them and, and serve them as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I'm like you, I, I edit a lot of videos. I, I sit a lot too. I'm um, constantly writing emails and doing social media posts, you know, uploading, editing videos. I mean, I get it. Um, and I, I used to have a ton of issues with sitting for super long. Um, but again, now that I've learned how to do it a lot better and my muscles are stronger and mm -hmm. hold better, like right now I'm sitting and I'm, I'm good. Like I, I'm sitting on what's called your sit bones, which are uh, your ishams. And specifically, it's called the ischial tuberosity, which is kind of the, the very point of the uh, sit bone under your pelvis. Mm. If you just Google um, sit bone, you'll see what I mean. Um, we're meant to sit on those. But if you look at where your sacrum is on, on the skeleton, the tailbone, 
um, and just kind of have the pelvis right next to it or in front of it, technically, you're going to see that a ton of people sit on their tailbone. And if you understand how um, biomechanics work or, you know, torque and, you know, uh, lever arms and all that, you know that the biggest angle where you're sitting is that's where the load is, or I should say the smallest angle technically. So where there's a lot of rounding or a lot mm. of flexing, that's where a lot of the angle is, right? You think about when you flex a bicep, like that peak contraction point, there's a lot of force right there, a lot of yeah. load there. If I, if I bend over and I'm trying to pick up a barbell, there's a lot of force, you know, quote unquote in my hips. But if you look at people when they deadlift, a lot of the rounding is in their lower back and that's where all mm. the force is going. And, and their, their glutes are getting tighter because you're teaching your body to curl here as opposed to curling here from the hips. So if where my wrist is, is where my hips are, and where like the middle of my palm is, is where my low back is, most people are trying to do this, but they're really doing yeah. this. Right. Where they're rounding yeah. a lot in their lower back. Um, and I know you mentioned kind of your Instagram, and I will link that down in the, in the description there. So guys, definitely go and check that out because um, I'm sure there's a lot of tips over there, but, but do you have any like practical beginning steps for people if in terms of like, if for the, you know, for them to start and then, you know, they can check out your Instagram or go to your website or DM you if they want to, to kind of learn more. Yeah. Yeah. So you can start, I can give you uh, our free mini series and that'll allow people to get uh, started for free. It's a complete workout. You'll be, you'll be sweating. I promise you. Uh, it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life but it'll feel very good after you you'll feel good after you train you won't feel like you know you just got hit by a truck um and i'll also give people uh, a discount code if they're interested in getting the app um that we have and it'll give them entrance to our private facebook group where they can post videos for form checks and all that stuff if you want to become a part of our community um that's another big thing about when you start flow you join when you invest in flow obviously you join a community and we got 200 people in a group right now getting busy doing flowability posting often and we're commenting we're, we're giving them feedback and you know like we were training them but we're not even training them people are getting results of that as even training them like crazy results so uh, i'll give you the discount code for that too if you're really interested but i mean in, in general like the best way to start is just awareness you know awareness, what yeah. are you actually using like you mentioned what are you actually using what are you bending over with what what, what are you reaching with what is doing all the motion? If you really look and just record yourself just bending over and picking up something, the biggest rounding or the biggest thing on your body is going to be your waist and your low back. And that's where all the load's going. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and so is this like the, the, the main thing that you use as well to like keep fit in that? Or do you play sports as well? Or do you go do running as well? Or yeah, or is this the main one? Yeah, I mean, flowability is all I do from a training perspective. Um, okay. we, we incorporate sprints. We incorporate, you know, athletic movements, you know, lateral mm -hmm. walking. Like if anyone's familiar with like a band walk where you put a band around your knees and walk to the yeah. side to work on your, your glutes. We do that, but it's in a very, very different way than most people do it. What's up, Leroy? How's it going, man? How's it going? Sorry, guys, I'm late, man. I was caught up with another appointment. Um, no worries, man. No worries. No We're problem, just having um, a conversation, um, or, and unorthodox, obviously, because <laughs> the show um, about posture. Uh, so, uh, you know, about posture 
um, and like health, fitness, um, and a technique. Is it a technique or like a, a practice? We, we can call it a practice. Yeah, yeah a practice. Yeah, we can call um, it a practice. Called, it, was it called flow, right? Flowability, yeah. Flowability, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're just kind of having that conversation. Have you ever, have you ever heard of it, Leroy? No, no. I was really interested, actually. Nice to meet you again, Karen. Uh, nice to meet you, nice man. You. Uh, where, are you, where are you coming from again? I'm from New York City, but I'm in Pittsburgh right now. Okay, nice, man. Nah, like, oh, I, I had a chance to have uh, just a quick listen just before I jumped in while I was getting ready. And I was hearing some of the things you're talking even about, the, the sitting postures that we have and how what you do at the gym when you're, you know, and it's, it's quite interesting in itself. Like, there's those minimal details that we hardly ever think about in our daily living yeah. that can impact us in so much in giving us more life and health in our bodies that like without any knowledge of it it's 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 very difficult to actually you always find something that you always have a problem with but having that little switch can actually help you quite a lot so I, I was interested when I read your, your profile you know yeah man that's great work you're doing thank you thank you appreciate it man. really really appreciate it I mean just like you said people don't uh understand or you know really get what's going on um with their bodies people don't know where their spine is they don't know where their hips are they don't know um anatomy you know what i mean people need to learn about the body they walk around in um a lot of us just kind of live day to day and do our jobs and do our thing which is fine uh i just think that it's important to understand the meat bag you live in you know what i mean like what what's actually inside you like what what's actually what makes up your body what makes up your physiology what, what makes up your anatomy I truly believe that people need to take time just to learn more about their body um, at, at, at a very deep level. And, you know, these little things, they add up over time. I didn't speak about this, um, Luke, earlier, but um, when we're born, we start adapting it's right from birth. We're constantly adapting for survival. We're con the brain is constantly looking for stability and security and safety because your nervous system has one job, and that's to keep you alive, to keep you surviving doesn't care if you want to play basketball, if you want a six-pack, if you want to deadlift 400 pounds. does not care about that. It is simply trying to find the most efficient way possible to get you from point A to point B to feed you, to reproduce, and to survive. Those are like the three biggest things um, that your body cares about and your brain cares about. So um, there's a lot of different ways that manifest. Um, you know, we didn't really get to pain and dysfunctions just yet. I don't know if you were going to ask about that, Luke, but uh, I can kind of segue into that. We please, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, get... we see people often with like tightness and pain and dysfunctions and all types of weird things that they don't really understand why they're happening. And I want to preface this with saying we don't really understand pain. We don't understand the nervous system altogether, hundred percent at all. There are certain things that happen in the nervous system. Excuse me, in the nervous system, and we're just like, how did that happen? Like you'll get an input and an output. But there's so many different pieces in between those two, you know, things, the input and the output that we have no idea about. Like, we have no idea. People compare uh, the brain to a computer, but that's that's honestly an insult because the brain is so freaking advanced and complex mm -hmm. that we don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I wanted to just pre preface with that. 
we understand enough about pain and the nervous system to help people and to educate people about, you know, some of the basics. There's obviously a lot of very minute details that are getting into, you know, the deeper things with the scientific community and research, how we're studying it. Um, but I'll keep it as simple as possible. When we're seeing pain, dysfunction, tightness, joint issues, it's all a protective mechanism. So your body and your brain has a certain threshold of uh, issues that it'll take. So like, you know, uh, dysfunctions it'll handle, whether you're overusing something too much. At a certain point, your body's going to make you stop. Whether it be limiting mobility through what's called neurological tightness, where your brain is halting. So, you know, people try to stretch their hamstrings, but they just can't after a certain point. That's an example of neurological tightness. Granted, the person doesn't have any um, what's called mechanical issues or mechanical tightness with like, you know, bone deformities, injuries, or actual, you know, acute issues at the point of the lengthening that's preventing that lengthening. Because if you, you have an injury and your body is like aware that something is torn and damaged, it'll give you a lot of different things to stop you from trying to further that injury. Um, and, and we've all experienced that, right? You, 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 you sprain your ankle, get super swollen. You can't really move it. Your brain's like, all right, we ain't, we ain't touching that for a while. We're going to let that just kind of chill for a minute. It's not going to let you, you know, try to roll, roll your ankles more. It's going to let you, it's going to make you stop. So mm-hmm. that's another, that's another example. We see immobility, we see tightness. And then finally, we usually see pain manifest in some place. Now, pain is a very tricky thing, as I said before, because it's sort of like a, a, it's a nasty cycle. You know, using the sprained ankle example, you sprain your ankle so you don't move your ankle for a while. It hurts, you know, it gets swollen, it gets, it gets blue and red, depending on, you know, the, the, uh, how bad the injury is. And then you don't move it for a while. So your brain has what's called a sensory map of how, sensory map cortex technically which is how it looks at and how it maps out certain joints in your body. So based upon adaptation, how you live your life, your brain has an understanding of how these joints move in space. So for instance, your hand, which you can do many different things. We have artists, we have uh, you know, musicians, we have martial artists, we have so many different things that the hand can do, right? But the, the map of between my brain and my hand is much more complex than like, my elbow, right? My elbow, it's like, okay, we can do that. We can do that. That's kind of it. But with your hand, there's so many different things in your fingers, right? So you're always using this. So your hand, mm-hmm. your brain knows what your hand can do and you can teach it to do things, but you can't really teach your elbow to do that many different things than kind of what it does. Now, mm-hmm. when you get injuries, right, you start to lose some of that mapping. You start to lose some of the routes and, and, and how your brain uh, pictures these, these joints. So when you roll your ankle, if you're not moving as much, meaning you're not getting contact with the ground through your foot, you're not teaching your, your brain, hey, I can rotate, I can do these things. And your brain starts to kind of forget how to do these things. It starts to forget what this map looks like in real time, especially when you start to wear uh, like high heels, high platform shoes, shoes with very big arches that, you know, uh, make more space between your foot and the ground, your brain starts to forget what your ankle and foot look like. And it kind of just looks at it as like a block or like a brick. That's why when people have really tight toes and they can't, because they're not using them. If, you know, you, you, you don't use it, you lose it. So when you get injuries and pain, you stop using it. So your brain, 
you know, remaps it as something different, but because you're in pain, you can't remap it. So you, you put a boot on and then you walk around in that boot and you kind of forget how to use it. It feels better. You start to use it. Then you hurt yourself again. So you stop using it. Can, can you see the cycle? What I'm, what I'm saying? It, it's mm-hmm. a constant cycle yeah. of pain and dysfunction that leads to more pain and dysfunction. So it, it's, it's complex in that we don't really know sometimes how to fix these issues because we keep hurting ourselves and making the symptoms worse and making that mapping process um, much more clouded and distorted. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest issue with pain. Um, it prevents us from doing things. And on the other side, sometimes those injuries are completely healed, but the brain gets used to feeling that pain and, and it, gets, it gets used to sensitizing the spinal cord to uh, deliver that pain. So then you run into the case where there's nothing wrong at all, but because you're so used to feeling pain in that area, you can feel that trauma trigger from many different things. It can be emotional, physical, mental. Mm-hmm. Pain is manifested in the brain and the nervous system um, you know, equally across all different methods. Whether someone punches you in the face or you lose a loved one or, you know, they all it's all pain and it all manifests the same way. So, you know, we can I'll I'll give you a story to kind of paint that picture. Uh, mm-hmm. I love this story. There was a man, he, I think he was either doing construction work or maybe he was walking. I don't know the exact context, but he stepped on a, uh, on a nail and it pierced his boot. And he started screaming and pain. oh, my God, my, my foot, my foot, my foot hurts, my foot hurts. And they, they took him to the hospital. They cut the boot off and the nail didn't even pierce his foot, didn't even touch his skin, nothing. There was no actual piercing of the nail through his foot. But... He anticipated the pain. His spinal cord was was ready to to feel that pain and and, and absorb it and and know what to do with it. And basically it was saying, hey, this is probably going to happen. So we need to tell him this is bad. Pain. All right, get the hell out. But when he went to the hospital, there was no actual issue. There was no damage. There was no anything. So pain can be something that you bring upon yourself in that scenario because you anticipate it. It, another example, it's like if you had an electric stove that glowed red when it was super hot and, you know, for 10, 10, 10 15 years, every time mm-hmm. the stove glowed red, you'd know it's hot. I can't put my hand there. Maybe you were you know, three years old and you burned your hand on the stove. Now you're 25 years old. Someone broke the electric stove and they put a, a red flashlight under the stove. They turn the stove on and your hand's there and that red light starts glowing. You're going to, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, wait, there's nothing wrong. You, you're, you're conditioned to believe that when the stove is red, it's hot and it gives you pain. So you feel pain and pull away. So it's all about how our body understands what's going on in space, how we've adapted to certain things around pain, dysfunction, et cetera. So it's, like I said, it's very, very complex and there's many different avenues that can create pain and dysfunction. But ultimately we have to start, as I said at the very beginning, with reestablishing our point of stability, which is at our middle through the rib cage and pelvis alignment that we spoke of earlier, Luke, through yeah. the breath, through understanding how to breathe, through understanding how to regain that stability so that the brain can essentially feel secure and safe. I know that was a really long spiel. Uh, yeah, I love I, whatever <laughs> questions or follow-ups you got, let's bring them. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'm just kind of conscious on time. So we've got about 10, about five, 10 minutes max left with 
with you, man. But yeah, Leroy, do you have any questions or fo follow up on that? And I'll keep an eye on, on the time. No, I, I would just probably just like a little summary of that mm. sort of like that breathing, uh, centering, stabilization you, you were saying that you spoke on just to like, I guess, summarize it for all of us, I guess, with others as well who've just joined us. Like, what is that you you basically unorthodoxly like unorthodox in your unorthodox way you know are sharing your perspective with others to better their lives so like to me somebody who's just had you again for the first time what is that exercise that i can just start in a simple way to uh, i guess lead me into that flow like you know you you, you know yeah, I don't yeah know sure if so um yeah. No, no, no. That makes perfect sense. So I gave, um, I told Luke about this earlier. I'm going to give you guys a free mini series, um, again for free. I know financial times are hard with the global pandemic going on. So you know, I'm not going to, you know, breathe down people's necks to pay money yet. Um, if they want to invest, they can after the mini series. And I'm going to give a discount for the app that gives access to our Facebook group and all that. Um, and the mini series will give you a pretty comprehensive look at like. I would say 5% of the program um, and you understand kind of the, the foundations and uh, the basics. But um, real quick, this is something that I've tried on different podcasts. I'm going to try it with you guys. So, you know, you want to experience what it feels like to kind of start to realign. I can, we can do that right now. So okay, um, you might want to mute your mics. <laughs> you might want to mute your mic because it, I'm going to have you so super loud and I don't want to blow your, your uh, earphones <laughs> out. Um, but what I want you to do, guys, I want you to just take a big inhale through your nose as long as you can, as deep as you can. Just breathe. Inhale, 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 as much as you can. Yep, keep going, keep going. Now, when you exhale, you're going to act like you're blowing through a straw and you're trying to hit the other side of the room. So blow, 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 blow as hard as you can. And just keep exhaling. Keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing. Hard, harder, Luke. Blow, 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 blow. And as you exhale, you're going to start to feel your core light up. Um, like around your belly button. Keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing. Even when you're empty and don't feel air coming out, you're going to continue blowing. Now, do another inhale super deep. Put it into your belly for now. You won't do this when you're training, but for now, just for the sake of the podcast, you're going to do that. Um, inhale through your nose. Make sure you inhale through your nose. And now exhale through your mouth. Act like you're blowing air into a tire. Keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing, keep blowing. You're going to, again, feel your core start to light up even more. Now, keep going. When you're completely empty, just take a, just a tiny little inhale, tiny little inhale, just a, and then blow harder, harder. Again, when you're empty, tiny little inhale, blow as hard as you can again. And you're going to feel like it tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. That's that TVA and your diaphragm creating that pressurized Coke can. That is the way to achieve core stability. And you're going to do that a thousand times, obviously, within the system. Um, you can unmute yourself now. But a little taste. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to practice that, you know, like, oh, that, that is powerful. I anybody can go. Oh, that's powerful. You know, from from everything you said, from what I've heard, like and. If I think of what we're trying to do here at Unorthodox Perspective, it's, it's that for me, I'm more of a thinker. So I'm a deep thinker. So I'll dive into a subject to a point where I really want to get to the root of it. And from what I heard you say, it's almost like you are doing this in a physical form. You're trying to enable people to dive into themselves physically, you know, not just going to the gym, get it healthy, but actually dive into yourself physically and realize 
there is depth in those in in your physical aspect just doing that exercise i felt that <laughs> like you know what i mean like i went past the wall almost yeah. you know? but yeah man thanks yeah. a lot man i really enjoyed that i really did you're welcome you're welcome definitely <laughs> try the mini series you'll, you'll love it i will yeah. man i will thanks a lot absolutely i will link that all in the um in the description before we wrap up here obviously with time and i think in leeway if we kind of stay on as well and then we can just finish up the episode um then yeah we'll let um uh our guests go um Final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts or words of inspiration um, for our listeners so they can go away and obviously you know, grab the uh, the series and that? But yeah, I'm just kind of interested if you have final thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think the biggest thing, I get a lot of people that have tried everything. They've gone to PTs, mm-hmm. they've gone to Kairos, they've gone to every single thing, massage therapy, uh, you know, Kairos that are promising they're going to realign their shit. Like, you can't use passive methods to, you know, achieve active results. You can't um, just crack your body into place. Your brain needs security. It needs stability. And the only way you're going to do that is by training and, and, and working at it. You know, the the the, uh, the massage therapy helps and the Cairo stuff helps, but you have to do it. You got to do work. And, you know, the people that come to me that have tried everything, they used to be athletes. They used to run. They used to jump. They used to throw used to do all these things and they were told that they can never do any of that stuff again because they're basically broken and you're never broken. Uh, there's always time to get things back into place and, you know, just build yourself into a way of living. That's not in a confined bubble. So um, try the mini series. If you're really serious about it, just do it every day for a month. You'll be a brand new human being. Like just, just fucking do it every day and, and you'll feel so damn good. Um, and then of course, reach out to me with any questions you have. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate it absolutely hey thanks thank you guys for coming on um i'd love to do um a part two or have you guys on my yes. show uh for, for the next time around but um we'll be in touch but I, I gotta run guys thank you so much for having me on guys see ya awesome leroy your thoughts just the exercise alone i guess like like i was saying to him like just the take on what he said mm-hmm. like it 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 does sort of like give you another like another dimension of thought like and actually enables you as well like you're now able to practice those certain things that you may talk about your mind you know we're always talking about you know your mind everything your mindset your mindset your mindset from what you're saying it's like even by your body as well practicing Mm -hmm. discipline you cannot just discipline your mind in disciplining your body and you know doing those exercises that enable you to just give yourself some balance, feel yourself in a balance. I mean, doing that, I don't know about you, but I can still feel my core, like it's got <laughs> this, you know, uh, you know, and it's, it's good. It feels good. You feel lighter. Mm-hmm. You just, so I guess there is a lot, man. There is a lot out there we don't know, you know, and I guess having people like Karen, you know, giving us that different perception, like it's, yeah, that was eye opening. How about you, man? What do you think? It was, and I'm definitely going to check out um, his stuff because I have, um, so over, so I've always had like shoulder problems and, and everything, um, like neck problems and crap. Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out, you know, just for like obviously myself and that. Um, and I'm, you know, I've been to like physio and that, and you know, it, I think it's like helps to that certain point, but I'm just, then I've kind of realized that things, kind of going off topic, things kind of come into your life 
the right time, I feel. Um, and I feel like this for me is, come, you know, kind of been brought more aware of it at just the right time, you know, if that makes sense. Um, and it's funny because I've, I, I've known him for about probably a year, a year now. Um, and I went on to his podcast first and then I like promised, you know, to get him on mine. And then, you know, things just kind of got in the way. We were going to bring him on to the one I was doing before with obviously Arsenio. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just think like, things come into our lives is at, at the right time and i just want to like encourage our listeners as well to start mm -hmm. to take action on some of this you know grab the resources that he's going to provide um because i think it's you know you know just from going for that exercise is going to help a lot of people um so yeah you know there was in the 40 odd minutes or so we had like there was a lot a lot there you know like his i don't i don't know how much kind of you caught before you jumped on but even like his journey in itself of like getting into this, you know, and like how, you know, first off was skeptical as well, probably like our listeners are, you know, um, but had that open mind to actually want to try something different, you know? And I think, again, that's something that I'm coming across more is like, if we're not happy or if we're not where we want to be with the results that we're getting to go out there and to try something different, um, because it's in that something different that I think, you know, that we can grow as well. Um, so a lot there. <laughs> Hopefully that makes sense, man. Um, uh, yeah. 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 No, it's true. You know, like if something is not working, go, go out there and try something differently. You got it. You you got know, it. Yeah. You know, it's like what you were saying. I think, you know, if you keep repeating the same thing that causing you pain to yourself, like it's a, it's a, it's a cycle, you know, you know, you're not moving anywhere forward, you know, but you're doing the same thing over and over again. So you may be doing the same thing for one year, over 10 years, you know, mm. and 10 repeated lessons over each other. But if you try 10 different things, you don't know, you might find five out of that to be something that's that's going to work out or, you know. But I hear that, man. I hear that. And he, mentioned, was... a, he mentioned a key point. I don't know if you caught that as well, around, like, awareness. Like, so... Now people, if they listen to this or watching on YouTube or Facebook, wherever they're tuning in, tuning in or will be tuning in, and it's like for me, having these types of conversations, right? Sharing things that are working for other people, sharing things that are different, you know, that aren't things that most people are aware of, but are out there, like other solutions to people's challenges and that, whether it is uh, physical or even like mental, or if it's kind of, um, you know, on a spiritual level or like, whatever it is yeah. like that's 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 a part i feel like of what we're doing is sharing of bringing that awareness to it because again like through that awareness and through that trying to something different you can change you know you can move forward and you can better yourself better your life and everything you know sure i guess it is it's the way you just said and you know we just want we're just sharing i guess somebody is on awareness with somebody who may not be aware of that and however that impacts somebody's life, you know, that's that's your take from what we are just sharing. You know, so I think that's powerful, man. I'm just grateful, man. Thank you for inviting me on this journey, man. You know, I'm going to meet a lot of people. You know, I was just thinking <laughs> that after, well. you know what I mean? Like after Justin, I was thinking like, right, you know, it, there's quite a lot of people out there who are doing so many things mm. that are unorthodox. And it's it's all about just, you know, 
finding and just you know meeting and finding them you know what i mean and just sharing their story and that's what it is we just sharing people's story and just talking about it you know in our own way but yeah man yeah. that's good yeah sure. and i also think like because it's not in the like the, the mainstream type thing you know because i don't know about you like i said i've had some like obviously with shoulders and neck and everything some of those mm-hmm. like physical challenges as well and so like more like you just go to the doctor it's like physio you know like people in that sense just imagine like how many people could get help through i'm just gonna call it flow <laughs> I'm, i i i i, I forgot the, the the full the, the full name of yeah. it but um let's just call it flow for okay. for, for these purposes <laughs> but but like this doesn't get shared like in the mainstream system you know like in the status quo in in like day-to-day life and so again i'll repeat myself it's about that awareness because there's so much more out there for people and so it's bringing that awareness to that you know and so i think it's the same with like more personal growth personal development kind of just all of it you know like there's so much more out there then i kind of go into a place of why isn't it spoke about or like what like the reasons why behind it and trying to like find that because if it actually helps people and if it actually serves people then why aren't like why aren't we talking about this more like you know why isn't doctors or whoever sharing this you know um and so many other things like not just with um with what karen shared today yes sorry go on no, I'm just, I'm just like being like, why is it these these methods are not, are not uh, researched more, yeah. you know, in the mainstream? Like, because pretty sure they would actually find out even way better ways to apply those methods, you know. So it's hundred uh, percent. Yeah, but continue, man. I'm listening. Continue. <laughs> you know, um, and, and uh, I was just, I, I was just gonna gonna say like, it's not just with what our guests shared today, you know, like there's so many just other things um that can serve and help people but aren't spoke about whether it's like just in our more mainstream or status quo systems you know and so i think that's the fascinating thing of when you when you realize that and then start to take action kind of out of that you know i think if you think of like the status quo, like the mainstream of kind of like a circle or a box or kind of like a shape or like whatever, you know, and so many people like play kind of like in that shape, you know, but then there's life outside of it. Ultimately, that's kind of like how I think of it, you know, and I think you can start to um, see life outside of it when you start to be more proactive in connecting with more people and just start mm-hmm. to ask questions. You know, I feel, I feel like, people are just so afraid of questioning things and asking questions like, okay, so why, why do you do that? Or why is it this way? Or like, they just kind of play within the circle or the square or within the lines, you know, and don't go outside of it. I mean, I just think things like Karen shared today, just, just for me highlights it, you know, so that would be some of my like final thoughts on this. Um, hmm. I, I so don't you know really think, you really feel like it, it, it did really have a an impact for you as well on a personal level then, you know? Yeah. Um I and I think it's kinda of like that I mean look, 
that's the whole point of why I wanted to start this show with you, man, is because I've been thinking about things like this and things that we've shared on the show in the first six episodes, or well, first, first five episodes, and this is the sixth one, um, mm. that I've kind of been thinking about. And so, like, with this platform, sharing them more. Like, when we spoke about um, in episode two about the average life of like a 20 year old like I, I think about that constantly like people do, young people go through that cycle of um you know living for the weekend getting drunk pissed up regretting it monday morning doing something they hate in the week whether that's going to uni because their parents told them to or like all these other different things and then the cycle just repeats and it's like well why you know and i think a huge part again this year is like asking those questions of like well why are we doing it this way like why is like why is that like that you know um just asking questions you know and just bringing more awareness to things you know i think i think with that i would i would i would really ask our anybody who listens to us if they really if they ever have any question really like that they may have ever thought of you know Mm. and never really you know voiced out like you know shout it out to us, you know, send us a message and have us talking about it, you know, and hopefully we can draw out people who can also answer that and have a a conversation over something that we may all be wondering, you know, going, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, I like, I like, I like this, man. I like this. (laughs) Um, So before we wrap up, um, do you have any, think that you would like to share obviously you jumped on later so um don't know if you if you, if you had anything from your week you wanted to share or to quickly discuss or um nah, yeah, or... i think i think i'll leave I, I think i'll leave everything that's been said already you know i think <laughs> yeah, it, okay it's perfect they've already had enough of me you know <laughs> they're gonna hear of me next week again <laughs> yeah so but next nah. week we have another guest um have another guest called Jordan. Okay. Uh, Jordan Hiley, I think his name is. Just have a quick look. And that one's going to probably be very unorthodox because it's a conversation that many people do not like to have. And actually, it's funny. I had um, a podcast yesterday for another show that I do and it got, and you know, the topic was around that as well. Um, mm. But Jordan is, uh, um, I think, a money coach or finance coach. So obviously not, not a lot of people like to talk about money. And so yeah. I think like that's going to be another, an orthodox, an interesting one. An interesting one. Um, just from the conversation I had yesterday, and then we will wrap up. Um, again, that was on another show, but it was with another um, coach who kind of deals with money and helping people with their finances and that. Yeah. And I, I must have took like, well, so many notes, you know, um, yeah. And again, it came in, it came, it got brought to my awareness at, I think, like the right time. You know, it was a lot about investing um, and something that from an event I went to in um, November, it got brought up at that event, but it's at that event, it was like very, I was like, I left the event like confused by it, if that makes sense. Like, well, where do you, like, where do I start now? But through the conversation I had yesterday, um, on, on that podcast, I, n- I then had like more clear steps to then take. Um, and so hopefully 
Jordan kind of shares some tips around yeah. investing, but you know, any financial money tips again that can help and serve people, you know? It's always good. That's true. I think financial knowledge is the one thing that is, is a lot of people lack. Mm. You know, we all lack financial knowledge because it's not something that you actually have class from grade one yeah. or, you know, year one to year 11 and into, you know, unless you choose to, you really don't have much financial knowledge unless you choose to actually gain it yourself. So, yeah, it mm. should be a good one. It should be a good one. It should, man. Awesome. Well, guys, we will leave it there for today. Um, again, go and check out uh, all the links in the in the description um, or below this video that I will add uh, to. I think it's the the mini guide and the app um, that Karen's going to send me, send all the links to, but also his Instagram, his website. Go and check out his work. Amazing work. I'll leave links there as well to subscribe to the podcast, to connect with myself and Leroy on social as well. And uh, yeah, we will we will be back next week for another episode with Jordan talking about funny and finance finances. Nice, awesome. So uh, have a good week, guys, and talk to you then. Take it easy. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Unorthodox Perspective. If you liked today's episode on the show please subscribe and leave a comment below. All relevant links for today's episode of the podcast can be found in the description, so please check them out. And we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, have, have an, an awesome, awesome week. week.